We have been working through um, this short series on worship. And uh, I I didn't think that we could uh, talk about worship without talking about the reality that God's called us to worship regardless of what the world is doing around us or what's going on within us. Because here's the reality for most of us in the room today. We get beat up and we get banged up. We get pulled around from within and without on a regular basis, don't we? The job, the family, the health, the neighborhood, the country... The children? (laughs) Did I say the children? (laughs) Hey, life, life comes at us pretty hard sometimes, doesn't it? And God calls us to worship. So how do you worship in the midst? Samuel talking, I don't know if you know this story or not, but in the Old Testament... Um, God anointed, or the, God called for there to be a king in Israel. The people begged God for a king. And God called for them to, a, to choose a king, and they chose Saul. And they chose Saul because he was the biggest man in the area. He was the baddest guy they could see. He was the one that they thought could take down the enemy. That's why they chose him, because he was head and shoulders above everybody else. And yet... Scripture says that in his pridefulness and his boastfulness and his foolishness, he sinned against God. And God did not bless his ministry, his time, his leadership. And he installed a new man. If you know the story of David and Goliath, um, that was the kind of the prompting before David went in. That was the last big challenge. Um, you know the story of David's life. And God called together the men of God and the families of God and and they said I'm going to choose a man out and I'm going to pick the man for you and they chose this young man David a shepherd a musician someone who was a uh, had a had an artist kind of heart to lead and here was the reason why God chose him first Samuel 13 14 said the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. I'm looking for somebody that's seeking after me. I want to put somebody in the in the area of leadership that, that's, that's not worried about leading, they're worried about following. I want somebody to to I'm looking for someone that, that is looking for me. And I honestly believe that's what God wants out of all of us. I think God wants from us, not our leadership ability, not our our gifts and capabilities, not our training. God wants from us today in this room, men and women that are looking to find Him. Men men and women that want to find God. And listen, the Bible tells us that God is, is, is ready and willing, but it is a battle to really do that. It is a struggle 
Because life comes after us. Life throws curves at us. Hardships. Choices we make. Paying for choices we made when we weren't seeking after God's own heart. You know, all of us have that stuff in our, in our past. All of us have that stuff in our life. And so, how do we have a heart to follow God? How do we have a heart to follow God in the, in the trials and the, in the turmoils that go on around us? The book of Psalms is really the songbook of the Old Testament. It's what the, uh, the songwriters used to write the Hebrew songs of worship. And uh, we're going to use a lot of psalms today as we just kind of walk through this thought process of having a heart of God, having a, 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 having a heart of worship for God, understanding that, that He is different, separate, holy, righteous. We're not. That He is faithful and we're not. You know, the reason we worship Him, I don't know if you know the word worship came from an old English word that was worth-ship, W-O-R-T-H-ship. And they, they brought it down to an, the English word we now know today as worship. It means He is worthy of honor. And so we worship God because He's worthy of it. I think the first thing that you and I have to have is a heart for God's glory. I'm sure you've heard the statement, it ain't about you, it ain't about me. It's all about God. We have a heart for worship, we have a heart for God's glory. The psalmist said in Psalm 22, I will proclaim your name to my brothers. I will praise you in the congregation. Ready to praise him in the congregation? I didn't do this earlier, but I'm going to do it now. Are you ready to praise him in the congregation today? What, what have you got to praise God for today that you can share with your brothers and sisters, people that are in the room? What's God done that you want to praise Him for? Okay, what? I waved at you in Miami this week. You didn't wave back. I was probably too far for you to see me. I was, I was in North Miami, and I wasn't there long enough for you to see me. Yeah, I was, I was in Coral Springs. Yeah. So he kept you safe all week, all right? He goes with you everywhere. Well, what does that mean to you, though? Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Miss Wanda? I didn't offer that, did I? <laughs> I didn't offer that, did I? <laughs> you can sleep out on the porch with a cat. <laughs> That's great. God provided, did He not? Amen. Amen. Miss Lena? Boy, isn't that... Listen, that... That's really where we're headed all day today. That's really where we're headed. Is in the middle of the great concerns, the middle of the times when, when, when the world's kind of going upside down. 
that we can have peace in the middle of that. You know, that, that's the promise of God. Well, I'm going to be real honest with you. Take, take what I'm, I'm saying, understand what I'm saying. But... What good is having a God that can't bring you peace in the middle of your struggles? If your God isn't providing peace in the middle of your turmoils, you might want to look at what God you're worshiping. Or you might want to look to understand God a little better. A little deeper. Having that relationship that can show you this. Psalm 103 One of my favorite psalms begins with my soul. Praise Yahweh. Praise God. And all that is within me, praise His holy name. My soul, praise the Lord and do not forget all His benefits. Listen, I think we ought to praise Him, but but it's a cool thing that we get to realize that God has promised blessing on us. Now, I mean, that's not why we ought to worship Him. But it's a, it's a benefit of worshiping, worshiping Him. Knowing that God is always with you. That He will provide when you don't see. That He'll bring peace in the midst of it. I mean, knowing that He is, is protecting you even down in Miami. I mean, come on. God, God has promised us so much. Do you know what God has promised you? Can you stand in that? Do you rest in that? That's really what the questions have been all about. That's why we're provoking you to think and to read. Because we want you to know what God is doing for you and in you and through you. David understood at all times and in all circumstances that God's glory must be the focus of his heart. It can't be about us. It has to be about him. It has to be the focus, listen, not only of his heart, but of his time, of his attention of his entirety in life. Let me, let me tell you, I don't, I don't know, you know what you might listen to and I don't know what you might hear outside of this church. But I want you to understand, God is a jealous God, Scripture says. He doesn't want you finding comfort in other things. He doesn't want you to find comfort in this world, in other people, in your relationship with your wife or your husband or your kids or your co-worker or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or the government, or your finances. God wants you to find everything you need in Him, and in Him alone. And He will orchestrate circumstances in your life. When you start putting your hope in certain things, He will allow those things to get rocky. He will purpose those things in your life to cause you to focus on Him, because He wants you to think on Him. You know how I know that? Because Jesus said in Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. First the kingdom of God. And then I'll add all that other stuff to you. But you've got to seek first the kingdom of God. A passage that we're going to use, the main passage we're using today, is actually Psalm 46. This psalm is a psalm that I use at funerals, I use when I talk to people, counsel with it. This psalm has been a great psalm for me because it's a psalm about the world being upside down. My world, at my moment, is turned upside down. The psalmist said, God is our refuge and strength. 
a helper who is always found in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not be afraid. Though the earth trembles, the mountains topple into the depths of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with its turmoil. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. It doesn't matter if there's an earthquake under my feet. It doesn't matter if the mountains around me are shaking to the point that there's flattening out into the sea. It doesn't matter. He said, God is my refuge. God is my strength. God is my helper. When your heart focuses on Him, you and I can begin to realize that He is sovereign. He is Lord. And therefore, He isn't like us. And we can worship Him. I want you to think about it. He's your refuge. He's a place of protection. Isn't that what what Miss Carolyn said? He kept me safe this week. He was her refuge this week. In the midst of a week of being gone and on the road and in the midst of a place that can be scary, He was her refuge. The Bible says that He's our strength, able to defend with His power. Let me, let me ask you, what, what's, what is your struggle right now? What you just think in your mind, what's the thing you're battling? What's the thing you're, you're struggling against? Is it, is it internal? Is it what's going on in your mind and your heart? Is, is it, you know, is it those doubts and fears and frustrations? Is it, is it your sin nature? You know, you're struggling against some issue in your life? Is it, is it an external situation that you're fighting? Is it, is it you don't have enough? Or maybe people are against you or situations are not working out the way you want. You're not being provided for the way you think. Just think about what your situation is. And let me ask you a question to think about. Is it bigger than God? Can it defeat Him? then why are you trying to carry it? Why am I trying to carry it? Because He's stronger than it is. The way we begin to worship Him in the middle of that is we realize He can handle it. And so we give it to Him and let Him handle it. Let Him have it. He's ever present. Think about that. He is a helper that is always there. Always. What about when you don't want Him? You know, it's one thing to say, you know, God help. But you've you been there where you've been like, ah, I don't really want to be around you, God. Yeah, like, you know, like right now, I'm just, I've had enough. I'm upset because you haven't done things the way I feel like I need them done. You say, preacher, yeah, we can't talk that way. Sure we can. I feel that way sometimes, don't you? There's times I'm like, God. I don't want your help. I just want you to leave me alone. No, not really. Just, you know. But but we feel that way sometimes. But you know what? God, God's never, never, never out of your presence. He is always found in times of trouble. When you're struggling with something, all you have to do is just call out, Lord, 
Here's my problem. Here's my situation. Listen, if you want to have a heart that worships, you're going to have to have a heart that seeks after God's glory first. Not about what's going on around you. Because God's got that. You've got to be able to worship in the midst of that. Let me tell you something else you've got to have. You've got to have a, a heart that hears. A listening heart. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, don't you? Don't you can, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? You know, isn't that kind of how it is? Sometimes we're like, God, I can't hear you. I know you're here, but it's just deaf. It's silence. Have you ever been in the silence? I, I don't know if you noticed a minute ago. I intentionally said, ask a question, and just stood here. And I was wondering if it was going to be one of those times we were going to have some silence. I'm getting okay with silence. I like it. Because when I'm not talking, and you're not talking, it's easier to hear him talking. He's talking. Can you hear him? What is he saying to you today? What about worship does he want to tell you today? I, 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 I thought this was funny. Um, all the men in the room will find this eerily truthful. And all the women will probably hate me. It's a story about two men who were talking one day over coffee. They were, they were enjoying themselves and having a cup of coffee. And one of the men looked at the other and he said, Listen, I've got to tell you, I'm really concerned about my wife. I'm really worried. She's, she's, she's just talking to herself all the time. And the other guy said, Yeah. He said, I, I, I know my wife has the same problem. And he said, It just mine's a little different. He said, Why? He said, Because she thinks I'm listening. <laughs> Is God talking and you're just kind of paying like attention, you know, okay, I'm listening, God, but you're not hearing. You're focused somewhere else. How many men, my wife, yesterday, it was yesterday? Yesterday, we were doing something. She asked me, she was trying to ask me a question about something, and I was in the middle of trying to answer somebody a text. Somebody had texted me a question, and I was trying to, oh, that's what it was. Um, and I was trying to, I was trying to answer the question. She was trying to ask me to, to roll a wind up and I'm like let me answer this and, and I didn't even hear her we're sitting right next to each other and I'm like she said are you even listening to me and I'm like what are you talking now the point point was not that I did not hear her her voice my focus was somewhere else and I wonder how many times I've been that way with God it's not that I didn't hear his voice but I wasn't focused on what he was saying I wasn't listening. If you're going to have a heart of worship, you're going to have to have a heart that listens. When your world is turned upside down by turmoil, what are you listening to? What are you hearing? The psalmist said, I won't be afraid even though the earth trembles and the mountains topple to the depths of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake. All that was making noise. You could hear. Can you think about an earthquake? Anybody ever been in an earthquake? I've never been in one. But I hear it can be rather noisy. 
because things start falling and crackling and, and whatever is going on around you. Uh, I've been in a hurricane, been in several of them. They're noisy. I, I've been around some forest fires. They're noisy. You ever heard a roar of a fire? Man, I mean, it's just loud. Uh, I've never been in a tornado, but I've heard that you can hear it maybe just seconds before, but it's just like a, a freight train. How do you get to a place where you block out all of that so that you can hear the voice of God? Because that's what worship does for you. When you have a heart that's listening to the voice, here's the way. Here's what happens. When you begin to listen so intently to hear that still, small voice of God, when you become so intent and focused on that thing, Everything else kind of goes away. That's exactly what happened to my wife and I the other day. I was so focused on trying to answer this question that I had been given that even though she was talking, I could not hear what she was saying. How are you and I going to become immune or deafened to what's going on around us is by focusing on the Word of God, focusing on the heart of God, hearing what God has to tell us. Think about what David said in Psalm 42. These are all Psalms you probably know and and, and have heard. Psalm 42 says, As a deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, God. You ever been so thirsty you just couldn't wait to get a drink of water? Man, just nothing was going to do but a cold drink of water so thirsty for it till you can get quenched with that and that's that's that hungry that's that as a deer is just longing for a stream of stream of water so i long for you god i thirst for god the living god he says when can i come and appear before god my tears have been with my food day and night with me all day long people are saying to me where's your god i remember this when i pour out my heart how i walked with many leading the festive procession to the house of God with joyful and thankful shouts. I remember when all this stuff comes after me, I remember when God was with me in the last turmoil, in the last trial, in the one before. I remember what God was doing. I remember standing on the platform encouraging people to trust God in the middle of their difficulties when my difficulties come. And he then asked himself this question, Why am I so depressed? Why this turmoil within me? And it's almost as if he's preaching to himself. He says, put your hope in God. For I will still praise Him, my Savior and my God. Put your hope in Him. When it starts crashing down around you, have an ear that listens to hear what God says. Focus on Him. Worship him and let the world fall away let me tell you what it'll produce it'll produce a restful heart anybody here just want to be able to rest in god in the moment i don't know about you but but i'm kind of sick and tired of being sick and tired i'm i'm fed up with politics which i have been fed up with politics for as long as y'all have known me probably i'm 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 fed up with I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm not as big a football fan anymore because football just aggravates me the 
the garbage that goes on and the, and the and just this week I've spent most of the week hearing about all the scandal in the baseball world about all the cheating and and all and it's like it's a daggum game people but it's a game worth millions of dollars to these people so they're going to do anything they can and I get fed up with that kind of stuff I get fed up with I, I was standing in a store the other day and I heard somebody just just being very rude and disrespectful to somebody else I'm like get a life dude you know I, I just fed up with it get sick and tired of hearing it don't you just want to sometimes just say I want to just I want to rest in God I want to I want to blot out all the other and I just want to hear God say I got this it's going to be okay in the middle of I'm not going to move anything. You're still going to be right there. Politics is still going to be what it is. We're getting ready to head into the season. I can't wait. It ain't going to change any of that. But if I can focus on Him, it'll drown out all that garbage. Won't it? A restful heart. Listen. Listen to what the psalmist said. He said, there's a river. There's a river. It's a river that flows from God. Its streams delight the city of God, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. God is within her. She will not be toppled. God will help her with morning dawns. Nations will rage. Kingdoms will topple. The, the earth melts. When he lifts his voice, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come and see the works of the Lord. Produce a restful heart. Come and see the works of the Lord. Verse number 10, maybe the most famous verse in this whole passage, and you know, you probably know it already. He said, when all this stuff is going on around you, when, when, when your world is undone, when, when internally or externally things are just in upheaval, be still. And know that I'm God. I love the the Holman translation says, stop fighting. Stop fighting. Not fighting against the world. Stop fighting against Him. Stop fighting against... You, you, ever, you know how it is? Well, what, what do you do when things go wrong? Well, I can tell you what every man in the room does. Comes up with 19 solutions that will fix it. And we're gonna, already on solution 3 while we're working through it. Because we're going to fix the problem. We hurry up. We rush. We, we're going to... Right? No. God said just stop. Just stop. Just be still. Just be still. And know. I'm God. I'm your strength. I'm your refuge. I've got you. I can handle this. Your problem isn't bigger than me. Let me handle it. Rest in me. Let me carry the load. When trouble comes, quiet yourself before God. Spend time at the feet of the Master. The one who walked on the waters. Who spoke and the storm stopped. Who spoke 
And everything you see and know came into existence. The one who, by his own presence, holds everything together. Stop and rest in the presence of God. And by His promise, you will have a heart that rests. And you will know Him. And I believe you'll truly be able to worship.